Hey guys, welcome to Fashion Us Talk Podcast. I am your host, Sharonda, and today we will be talking about all things fashion and celebrities. Give you a sneak peek on some of our topics. Michael Kors celebrating his 40th anniversary, Kim Kardashian comeback disc for Kanye West, and some of the most amazing designers merging together and their beautiful collection. So just stay tuned and we'll be back with Fashion Us Talk Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to Fashion Us Talk Podcast. I am your host, Sharonda, and I appreciate you coming back. Um, We have so much to talk about, and it's hilarious, and I couldn't wait to discuss it with y'all. Y'all know how we are. Whenever I have these funny moments or important moments that got me thinking or laughing or smiling or excited, you know I have to come to the podcast and talk about it with you guys. I hope you're enjoying this. So, first thing I wanted to talk about was Michael Kors. Now, Michael Kors debuted his beautiful, beautiful collection for fall, winter um, 2021. This collection was in celebration of his 40th anniversary. Yes, his 40th anniversary. And when I say Michael Kors debuted this collection, so amazing. Why? Not only because of the fashion, not only because of the star-studded models, supermodels that he had featured in it. It was in celebration of Broadway. So he did the whole runway show slash presentation in the streets of New York. Broadway. At one of the most iconic... Um, restaurants that you go to when you go see a Broadway affair. Like, it was just a beautiful experience to watch this show. And like I said, it wasn't just because of the garments that was featured. It was because the way it was featured and who it was featured with. Most importantly, Naomi Campbell. Like, oh, baby. He placed Naomi Campbell in this black gorgeous sequins turtleneck gown dress with like this wool coat like the way it was paired together was just just gorgeous just awesome and it definitely inspired me to have a certain feel and look for this year winter fall it will definitely be inspired by michael kors so um it, it was like my whole mood, sequence. If you know me, you know I'm always talking about sequence, sequence, sequence. Sharonda loves anything sparkle, glitter, sequence. So that's what this collection was all about. It was sequence and black, just looking bold, luxury, successful. It just looked like whoever wears it's going to smell good. But when you see Naomi in it, you know it smells good and just looks bomb. Like, just bomb. Like, oh my God. If you want to see it, you could definitely go to my pages, um, Fashion Let's Talk Podcast on Instagram, or you could go on Epop Style Agency and see the collection and see, most importantly, Naomi in this gown. When I say she killed it, she killed it. But not only did he feature this particular gown in um, black sequence with a turtleneck, he also had it in silver, long gown, long sleeve, also in gold. It was just divine. Like, it 
definitely remind you of that old school dynasty luxury, like, you know, high end luxury bosses, you know, because it's a lot going on with this new body fashion. We'll talk about that in another episode. But if you know what I mean, new body fashion is everything cotton, skin tight, show every piece of your skin. Um, it's really not a lot of fabric. So a lot of designers, the people who are capable of doing that are really not feeling like it benefits their, um, you know, they're making money because that's not the style. They're like cutting. So really designers, fabulous designers. And you got this new fitness world coming out where everybody's with these new bodies and they just want to show their body, but they don't even know how to show it in a luxury high end way. So when you see these gowns and like I said, when you see it being featured and this beautiful presentation, walking, strutting the streets of New York with the lights and you have like this. I don't even know the guy who was singing. He just had this Frank Sinatra feel. But it just was so New York City and so glamorous and so Broadway. And it was such a beautiful runway presentation and vibe that represented New York City and the Broadway era and all the actors and what it's like getting dressed to go to a Broadway play and getting in, even if you're getting in those dirty cabs, you know, nothing can stop you. All the, the bums around or anything in New York City, the taco, you can still feel fabulous because those lights are flashing and the nights on your sequins gown and Oh, Michael Kors, you know, just really, really provided a vibe and a feeling with this new collection. So check it out so you can see what I'm talking about, feel what I'm talking about. Um, Just beautiful, Michael Kors. You really, really did good with this collection. So Michael Kors debuting his fall collection and celebration of his 40th anniversary was something to highlight in fashion. So bravo to Michael Kors. Um, Second thing and fashion news. Um, Gucci had a cute little collection, fashion light. I love it. You know, the sequence, very glamour. Anything sequence, you know, you got me. So y'all already know how I was feeling. Um, but what I did observe is Gucci and Balenciaga did a merger. Like they did this beautiful garments, a few garments where you see Gucci and Balenciaga on one garment and Gucci's runway collection show. So, I love the feel. Um, Gucci definitely wanted to highlight that they are creating a buzz. Does not matter what was going on in the past or whatever. Um, Gucci is right now feeling very successful. And they wanted to also honor in this runway show where some of the music that was played was... um, Gucci featured in all of them. So it was really cute and very inspiring to see some of the different designers that highlighted and shouted out Gucci and their new songs, which really was just done beautifully with the Runway Collection. Um, You know, I love the one with Rick Ross and he's like Gucci, Gucci and green, Gucci green. They had some beautiful Gucci green suits in there. Um, Sequins, just Gucci logo all over all over but that's what gucci does um so you know you're buying into that beautiful collection 
beautiful collection. It definitely was a beautiful collection. Um, you can definitely see that also on Fashionless Podcast, um, Fashionless Talk on our Instagram, or you can go to my page on Fashionless, I mean, Epop Style Agency, and you can see the whole collection on there. But um, yeah, Gucci had a great collection, and I like that they were merging. Um, Gucci and Balenciaga were merging together, which is a great look because what people don't realize, and I think the pandemic definitely hit, made people um, think a little differently, let go of the whole competitive spirit and mindset. You know, um, there's room for all of us, and um, it's a way that we can come together, merge together as two fabulous high-end brand, you know, just because, you know, one shine does not dim the other light. Actually, it's making both of them shine. Look at, look, look at here. I'm talking about them. So, um, it was highlighted. They did really good with that. And it just shows that we are in a different era where designers are really supporting each other and coming together and just realizing, you know, it's an industry. We, we have to really support each other. So kudos to Gucci and Felicity for, you know, really representing the brands. Um, and other news, celebrities and influencers who enjoy fashion, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> now, this one was funny because it was definitely um, a cute um, comeback diss for Kanye West, which I knew was coming, which was definitely supposed to come she was supposed to come back with that um i'm sorry Kanye west if you say slick shit out your mouth then you should expect your wife to say slick shit back and i don't know if you're emotionally able to handle the comeback like that because i think the reason why you guys are in this situation right now with the whole divorce is you can't handle the truth that comes along with Kim. So let's talk about um, what exactly happened. So Kanye West had posted and trying to be funny, sarcastic, and basically disrespectful to your wife, soon to be ex-wife, um, but still kids, mother, someone that you invested your life with, um, you you built a family, a business, everything with. So you once at one point loved this woman. So you know, when it comes to divorce, people get messy and they start, you know, throwing jabs. And Kanye definitely started with one by saying um, the next relationship that he gets in, um, the person will be an artist. Okay. Okay. So he's being funny. He's being funny by saying that because everyone always said that um, Kim Kardashian, the Kardashian family are really talented people, non, non-talented people. Now their bank account expressed that they're very talented, but the public always felt that, okay, because their fame came from a sex tape or them not really having like, you know, a true passion. Even though Kim did start it out being a fashion stylist, that was her passion. Fashion is her passion. However, when she did get with Kanye, um, I think he did kind of make a see that her fashion was kind of, it just looked a little Mexican a little bit to me, but that's another story. But, um, yeah, she was a stylist. That was her passion. And, um, but he was being funny. When he had brought up the comment by saying the next person he get in a relationship will be an artist. So, okay, now let's, let's, 
you know, that's being funny. And you know how everybody talked about her being, you know, um, non-talentless. Like, what do they do? They don't do anything. But, you know, she's a successful billionaire. Y'all did that together. And she was going to do it, honestly, I think, without you. But, um, you know, hey, um, you were being funny. And that can hurt. That can definitely make a woman feel like, oh, really? Oh, word? That's what we're doing? That's that's the energy we're going with? Okay. So, since we're going to play that game, Mr. I'm not talented, but I was talented enough to scoop your dumb ass, uh, even though you know I have bodies on top of bodies on top of bodies, and yet, Kanye, you still got with her. But, you know the saying... You are as good as the last person you dated. So this is the game, y'all. This is the game that people like to play that nobody in the industry likes to talk about. It is a game called you are as good as the last person you dated, which means everybody only wants you because you was with someone else that may be popular or making money or got a little name of fame. It could be in the streets or in the industry. But if people know about it and they had a little coins or they was a little popular at one point, everybody and their mother wants you because you was affiliated with that person. Rather, that person was ugly, corny, whack, abusive, really doesn't matter. As long as they had coins and you was with them, now everybody wants them. For example, look at Safari and what is her name? Erica. I was about to call her Monica. Erica. Yes, Safari and Erica. Now, when you think about the girls that dealt with Safari after Nicki Minaj, you'll be sitting there saying, I didn't even think that they would even be interested in a guy like him. And when I say like him, he's corny. He, you know, like to wear furs and jewelry, but he's corny. He's corny with his shit. No matter what his method is, just like um, the one with the rainbow hair is corny. Just corny. Everybody got a, a, a thing that they do. But it's corny. But you would never think that these girls would ever deal with these type of guys. But the only reason why they're interested and would even take the chance of being affiliated with them because that person was once affiliated with who? Nicki Minaj, who is successful as a rap artist female, very successful financially. But, you know... You got to think about it. That's why she wasn't even, you know, proud to announce to anybody that that was her man. Because he's corny. And her being affiliated with him honestly made Nicki Minaj look corny. But when people are so thirsty to, you know, ride your coattail, they don't even see the big picture. They just look like, well, she's successful. Doesn't matter how corny that looks. So let me jump on his being with, I mean, dick, whatever you want to call it. But that's the game. That comes along with you are as good as the last person you dated. So that's the game that Kanye West was trying to play when he threw that jab saying the next person I'm going to deal with is going to be an artist. But let's be real. If the artist got as many body as Kim, you have to deal with this. and Nobody want to deal with this. People can't, they want someone who is attached to someone that they heard of or they had fame, but they can't handle the reputation that comes along with it. You know who's going to be the next Kanye? Be Jordan. Be Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. He's going to be the next one, Kanye. Why? Because homegirl, Harvey, little girl, whatever her name is with the big eyes, she 
has bodies. And because you are as good as your last bodies, yeah, he was jumping on it. Oh, now I got it. It's always cute when you don't got them and it's the beginning and you're just getting them. But then when you keep having to deal with the backlashes of, I had a first, he had a second, he had a third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, like all these different bodies, then the pressure start kicking in. And these men can't deal with it. And this is why Kanye lost his mind. It doesn't matter how much money he got. It does not matter where he's at. You still can't deal with the embarrassment that everybody smashed your chick. And this is even when you go hard, like, I'm going to marry her anyway. Fuck that. So what? Don't matter. I'm a billionaire now. I bet y'all niggas can't top that. They can't top that. They can't top that. I'm a billionaire now. Get somebody. You can't get nobody on my level. And you can't. Only runs on my level or higher is Jay-Z. And he married. Uh Uh-huh. Top that. Top that. So... And this is where, I know I just broke all that down to you, but I had to give it to you raw and break it all down to you so you understand what is going on between the Kim Kardashian Kanye West did. So, because Kanye West made that little comment about the next person he's going to get in a relationship with, it's going to be an artist, they're just not going to be no non-talent type of person just making money over fucking over tapes and shit. No, not me. Next person's going to have talent. They're going to be singing or dancing or something. They're going to have talent. One, two, three, I put them in the studio. Talent. So Kim Kardashian came back with a diss by saying, Oh, darling. I get DMs from billionaires. Billionaires. Royals. Royals. I don't know who else in the royal is interested in Kim Kardashian, but she said royals. And athletes. Yes, basketball players. Their portfolio is stocking up. I get them. And, and, they won't be bipolar. Boom. So Kim came back. She didn't say the bipolar part. I threw that in real quick. But, you know, what, you know, I can get a billionaire and he has no emotional issues. You understand? But here's the thing. That's why I had to break all of that down. You know, you two could go back and forth. And at the end of the day, you will just be repeating the same scenario and including new people to hurt. Because at the end of the day, I do think that Kim and Kardashian really did love each other purely. But they created a nutcase past for themselves even before they were with each other. And that is a pill that is hard to deal with. It is hard to see yourself. It's hard to see yourself with someone, let alone just by yourself. So at the end of the day, I think that they both have issues and they both are nutcases. And honestly, no one probably is going to appreciate either one of them. And I'm just speaking what I personally feel. I don't think neither one of them will find anyone else who will appreciate what both of them bring and do for each other. Because I honestly think 
they came into their relationship with flaws and all and knowing those flaws and knowing that they would be an embarrassment down the line, but still made that commitment to say, I love you and we're going to do this thing together and I support you. And I, I do consider that love and I do consider that genuine. So I honestly feel that before they continue to go any further with this back and forth, trying to hurt each other and just create more bodies on top of each other of people that they're not going to be with or not going to be compatible with. And at the end of the day, they still have kids. You know, she she held on to all those eggs um, to be able to have all his kids. And she said it in, in different episodes, just in case if we ever do break up. I want all my kids by the same father. And you know what? It makes me think. It's not just a Kim Kardashian thing because, honestly, I heard. And we're back with Fashion Let's Talk podcast with Sharonda. Um, Like I was saying, you know. We all make different decisions to be able to make things comfortable, not only for ourselves, but for our family. And a lot of the time you do things for your family. But at the same time, you have to think about what's good for you and what's healthy for you and your own personal sanity, because no one is promised tomorrow. No matter who you are with and who you invested with, business, relationships, family, whatever. So you have to live life for you. And I guess Kim Kardashian is at a point where she's like, I do love you and I do have a bond and connection with you and want the best for you. But if the best for you is a conflict for the best for me, then that's when it's time for me to go. And it's not a Kim Kardashian curse thing. It is just a thinking smart thing. So, you know, at the end of the day, I think they definitely have great decisions to think about. But the moral of the story is she came back with a comeback disc. Like, don't come for me and my so-called quote-unquote talent and try to downplay how successful I am because you can't handle it um and don't think that I still don't have it where I can pull me another billionaire another athlete another or maybe never I don't know that part never heard about that but a royal person to the table um I placed myself and they coming for me and that that is that is where the comeback came from. So that is the whole Kim Kardashian comeback disc for her husband Kanye West for his slick remarks about he's going to get a talented person next time when he um get into a relationship. So be careful what you say because you get your feelings hurt. You get played at the end. Um, so there's a lot going on in fashion news and there's a lot going on in the world that we are going to be talking about, but that is it. And I want to say thank you to everybody and 
Thank you for joining us at Fashion and Talk Podcast and join us for our next episode. Bye, guys. Okay, so I have the lovely Sahara here, who is the daughter of the founder of... Zakia Records. Zakia Records, which was the founded in which year? 1987. Oh my God, this is history. No, 1987, sorry. 87. Oh, I did say 87. 87, so you are the daughter of the founder of this historical record company. If you can just tell me about Zakara Records, what does the record company represent? When did it start? How did it develop? Just let's start there. Well, to me, Zakia Records, um, it is one of the founding companies of hip hop. It was um, established with people like Eric B and Rakim, KRS-One, King Sun, and um, a few other artists were under them too probably artists that you wouldn't know because it was like mob ski and different old school rappers um but excuse me a lot of different old school rappers were under zakia records and then they were branched out into bigger companies after that when what was the first recording artist that zakia records represented that I wouldn't know because I'm too young to even know or think of that. But the ones that I remember at, growing up in my childhood was Cutmaster DC because I remembered them coming to my house. So Cutmaster DC, King Sun, Eric B and Rakim. Those were freaking people who were in and out of our house that I remember growing up as a kid. What made your father get into the record business? Was he an artist himself or he just saw like this is the future? This is something I want to invest in. Um, I believe my father had uh, art as far as hearing music and saying this is going to do very well because he was on a lot of different um, musics after that, even after these uh artists were there he still did music so it's something that he had a passion for and he's still something that he loves and he loves music wow just to get a glimpse of you know his mind because he is the creator what do he feel about the music that is being played today compared to when he was helping artists create music and and put their art out there Well, he said that music is the same, even though it changes. Mm. So he feels that no matter what, you can still push music um, throughout the era. And that's what he talks about a lot. He said you have to be able for artists to succeed and keep going and going so far. You have to be able to keep your artistry, but moving forward with time. Mm. So with moving forward with time, you're able to adapt to the new music and create music in that era and genre music in that era. Like just to think that he was a part of a historic moment in music where, you know, hip hop was really just developing and really getting its 
name and notice into the culture of music anyway. It wasn't really even considered part of the genres of music. How do you feel knowing that your family was a part of that culture and that time and that historic moment in life? Like this is something your family helped develop, which we are here now. Like hip hop is a billion dollar industry and your family was part of paving the way for that moment. How do you feel knowing that your dad helped build that? Well, I love it. I We've always felt that way. We've always gave him that credit, even though like a lot of people don't really know about Zakia Records and where they stood on that. We've always given my dad that credit and been like, you know, you're the one who paved the way for this, even though it was behind the scenes right. or it wasn't out there so much. And I know a lot of the old school hip hop heads know of Zakia right. Records. The music industry, yeah, they do. They do. But we always let him know, like, oh, dad, that you did that. You Aww. had a part in that. So, and he knows it himself. So, we love it. That is beautiful to hear. Now, it's, it's so weird because here you grew up with a father who was the pioneer of helping, you know, transform hip hop into this epic genre of music. But then how funny life is that now you're married to someone who's in the music industry, who produced music. It's like kind of you kind of mold him or i know he was doing it as he was growing up but isn't it weird like that's like your dad and now your husband <laughs> it is and that's what i love about my husband too is that music in him and even when i started dating him i even brought him to my dad and i was like dad we gotta sign him are you gotta, serious daddy you gotta help we gotta do this because his music is so good and blah blah and my father and my husband actually collaborated on a lot of music together are you serious and he liked a lot of the music that my husband does he even tells him you know like we're revamping the company now and oh my, my husband and i are at the head of it and my husband my father has given us the power to push the music that we like as well and although he has to listen to it first yes but we're over that now, so we're um, helping him to revamp the company. Do y'all hear this? This is exclusive. The car records is coming back. And this is such an amazing experience. The fact that your father's now passing the torch down to his baby and his son-in-law to management, even though he's overseeing everything because he is the true king of this, like he has to make sure things is right. But it's such a beautiful feeling. And this is like black business, black Wall Street to me. You understand? Because it started and y'all keeping it in the family. Y'all keeping it going. This is just beautiful. Now, when Eric B. and Rakim came out and they're under Zakira Records and that their album, you know, they was amazing. Like they, they how many albums did they sell like millions they're still classic hip-hop artists and it all started with you and your dad's record company like can you tell us what your father or your family was feeling in the moment when those albums dropped under his record company and it sold and just it took over the whole hip-hop industry what did that feel like for your family well i was a little bit too young to i guess 
realize what that actually meant. Right. But I'm pretty sure their music, because the album that my father was um, over, which I believe is the Paid in Full album. His- which is their most historical album. Of a lifetime. Oh my god. It's still doing well to this day. So that oh album god. that he was, you know, they were under him, it's still doing so very well. So that oh to god. me I think is historical in itself because he helped on that. That was something that was under Vicio Records. Can you tell us how did Eric B and Rakim even get to Sakia Records, even get affiliated with Def Jam, anything. Like, how did that start? Because before Def Jam's Russell Simmons, it was Sakia Records. And actually, did he bring them to Russell or Def Jam? Like, how did that? Because he basically was the one that founded them. How did that go about? Well, in my, what I remember my dad saying, and what I remember my dad saying was um, a lady that worked with him, his secretary, I believe it was, brought Eric B. and Rakim and said, you have to hear these guys. And when he heard them, he wanted to sign them immediately. And he, and he already had the record company before. Yes, okay, he was, It was his record company, the Kia Records. And I believe Russell Simmons was a manager and yeah. managed people. And my father was familiar or, or friends with Russell Simmons right. and told um, and said, you can manage them. I have this these kids, you know, and you can manage them. And this, that, and, that. and that's how they got connected with Russell Simmons as a manager. Oh, my God. So basically, your father is the one who introduced Eric B. and Rakim to Russell Simmons and then...